Hi, my name is Gaurav and in this new series, I'm going to talk about how to be an effective negotiator. As a category manager, I gathered a handful of negotiation techniques which I found to be effective and in this series, I'm going to share some of them with you. I was fascinated by negotiations especially the tricks and tactics my seniors were demonstrating and applying to gather more intel from suppliers. As I started documenting and reading about it, I found them everywhere. One of the major misconceptions I had that you can be over aggressive or even aggressive with your suppliers in every negotiation. I was wrong because by being overly aggressive or even aggressive, I was being predictable. So my suppliers would inflate the quotation by expressing just to make myself believe that I have extracted good discounts. Has it ever happened to you as well? Negotiation is about making the other party think they have won while you are getting the exact solution you want. Now, I think this is a very theoretical statement. Let me make it more practical and that is the objective of this series. My first skill that I used is something called mirroring. You can read it on the internet. There's tons of material available. I use mirroring in two scenarios only. One, when I was dealing with a vendor who was not ready to share much information with me. In short, the vendor was being tight lipped about how much he wants to disclose at a given point of time. Second situation, when the vendor was new, or the account manager was new or when I was new and I didn't have any trust or any repo with that particular vendor. So to summarize, I used mirroring in two scenarios. One, to gather more intel. Second, to build, to build that early trust with the vendor, which you can capitalize later. When you read about the theoretical definition of mirroring on the internet, it will tell you that mirroring is about repeating the last two, three spoken words of your counterpart. It generally is combined with either a inquisitive voice when you're asking a question or a downward inflection voice when you're actually confirming that you have understood what they have said. Now to give an example, when I'm, want, when I'm using the inquisitive voice, it will make the other party feel that they have to provide me the additional info. Example. I have given you the best terms and conditions. Best conditions. Take a pause and let that information inquisitive question sink in to the thought process of the supplier. Using this Mirroring technique on the last two, three spoken words combined with your inquisitive question, the supplier would then be forced to give you additional information. It's basic, but it works. Now, as I said, the second scenario where mirroring is used is to build trust and repo that you can exercise later to your advantage. Again, the way to build that is Demonstrate your understanding by repeating the last two, three words, but in a more convincing manner that you have understood. I have found mirroring very effective. 
by repeating the last two, three words. I saw some of the early friction between me and my supplier being phased away as we spoke more and more. One word of the caution though, you have to be very careful when you're exercising mirroring. Overdoing mirroring may feel like mockery and the other party or the supplier would feel disrespected. Remember, in the negotiation, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be respected. It's not about being aggressive, as I said in the beginning. It's about making the other party communicate the deal that you wanted and getting to an agreement. Over the next few sessions, I'm going to share my skill number two. Watch out for that and leave your comments in the section below to let me know what do you think of this video? Have you interacted with anybody using mirroring? My name is Gaurav and thank you for watching my first video on how to be an effective negotiator. See you soon. Welcome everybody to my hard negotiation series episode 2. In this episode, I'm going to teach you a skill called labeling. You are already aware about the skill mirroring from my previous episode. Mirroring helps you to establish trust in early part of the negotiation. Well, with labeling, you can take that trust establishment process one step forward. But before that, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how can a random guy from internet teach you a thing or two about negotiation? You might be thinking, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You also might be thinking you are doing negotiation on day-to-day -day basis. So you probably know more than me already. Your things are too complex to advised by someone else. What I did just there is an example of labeling. I started calling out the negative things that you are having about me in early part of our conversation. And by doing that, I started demonstrating that I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you are being defensive. Remember, I told you about in negotiation, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to feel understood. Labeling helps me to put myself into that position. So you think I understand you. And that is a critical part of trust establishment. Good negotiators know when to use labeling in a situation. A way to construct label is using sentences or words such as it feels like, it sounds like, it looks like, it seems to me. An example would be it feels like you don't trust me. It feels like getting 10% discount matters a lot to you. It feels like you're angry about me stepping into this conversation. Now, by calling out these things, I'm helping my position from a negative state of mind to a neutral or a positive one because I'm demonstrating I understand the conversation. It's very, very critical. Here's the thing. Good negotiators know when to label the things correctly and interestingly, they also mislabel things intentionally. And there is a reason behind it and a very fascinating one. 
people love to correct others they feel really good about it and they hate being corrected by someone else think about what i have just said how did you feel when you corrected someone last time in front of 10 people or over a negotiation table it feels really really good and a good negotiator knows this and he will capitalize this moment to establish that trust so i would intentionally mislabel things by saying it looks to me you don't want to do this deal when i know that he wants to do the deal what will happen the other party would correct me and they feel good about it more importantly they will give me some extra piece of information that i wanted so to summarize when you want to end up on a positive frame of mind use labeling when you want other party to feel good about themselves put a intentional incorrect mislabeled thing and have the other party correct you and in the process you will get more information that's how labeling works the second aspect of every negotiation is which you should know as a good negotiator you help others to make the decision faster and that's your core job you have to remove their personal biases against you and bring the objective decision making into the play now there are two steps to do that one tell them what you don't want them to think so this is called deactivating the negative emotions example i don't want you to think i don't want to do this deal i don't want you to think that i am putting you in a corner and asking you cut through the scouts i don't want you to think that i'm abandoning you after this deal put the negative emotions into the conversation deactivate that some of the negative energy again it goes into demonstrating you know their risks very very important the last part and this is my favorite one you also have to paint a picture for them how it will look like once a decision has been made help them visualize the steps how the decision will be done help them visualize how the deal will go through after they agree to your demands example once you give me 10% discount you are going to receive that 10% advance within one week after we agree upon our terms and condition my legal team will reach out to your legal team and i will ensure that the paperwork is done within a week after you give me that extra discount you will have the final order within 3 days from our company side now you're helping them to visualize the picture of moving beyond the deal terms and condition we are presently stuck at you're painting the picture and when you show people how the things will look like what's the vision is all about people would start calculating the steps how to reach there and that's the strategy they will start forming in their mindset show them how things would look like once they will make the decision this is my favorite favorite portion there are two rules while dealing with labeling or while using the labels 
फर्स्ट वन कीप योर लेबल्स शॉर्ट एंड कंसाइज डोंट यूज दिस एज अपॉर्चुनिटी टू एक्सप्लेन योर सेल्फ डोंट यूज दिस एज अपॉर्चुनिटी टू समराइज इन टेन बिग सेंटेंसेस इट फील्स टू मी यू आर एंग्री अबाउट इट इट फील्स टू मी यू डोंट ट्रस्ट मी शॉर्ट एंड कंसाइज एंड द सेकेंड पार्ट absolutely absolutely untapped silence is the most untapped resource in any negotiation you have to use silence effectively with labeling silence comes as the automatic next step what i'm saying is once i label stuff it seems to me you're angry with me i will add this silence as my immediate next step it will be very very tempting for you to offer an explanation why you said so so that other party can understand it also might be really uh, tempting for you to see the other party becoming more angry or let's say becoming confused and you want to step in offer explanation my request don't do it let your label do the work let it sink in the other party's mindset let them process this label and then say some some things to you use your silence to your advantage i have said quite a lot in this video how to use labeling i would request you to go and practice with your peers practice with your managers it's really really effective how you can use mirroring labeling and silence to establish trust to extract more information in early part of the negotiation practice and you will soon realize the results my name is gaurav and i'm loving this series on hard negotiations watch out for my third video where i will introduce you to a new skill thank you for watching this one see you soon welcome everybody to my third episode on hard negotiation series in this episode i'm going to teach you how to turn a no to your advantage let me ask you a question imagine you're walking down on the street and someone approaches you with an offer give me your phone number and email address and i will give you two days one night holiday in maldives now go to that moment and tell me what is going through your mind what you're thinking is i want to say yes of course i want that deal what where is the catch there must be a trap and what do you do you say no and rightly so because there is always a catch there is always a trap there are always strings attached what happens as we grow older we are getting flooded with these marketing emails too good to be true emails and there is always a catch go back to that moment when you said no and let me know what you felt immediately afterwards were you relieved by saying no and that's exactly what we are going to capitalize the point i'm trying to make is people feel really good after saying no and why because no is being used as a defense mechanism 
people say no and they feel good about it because they think they have avoided some sort of trap some sort of a catch they are protecting themselves by saying no there's another side of the story when you want somebody to say yes which is an obvious yes like in my holiday question people are thinking where is the catch and as they're interacting with you in the conversation they are disengaged already because they are all they are looking for is where is the catch where is the trap they're not focusing on what you're trying to say they're just trying to find something which you can which they can say ah this is the catch i was looking for they don't trust you so in short in some situations starting with a yes oriented question is a really bad idea and starting with a no oriented question is actually really smart what do i mean by a yes oriented question and no oriented question example a yes oriented question would be can i work on this project can i go with you to this meeting can you agree to my way of working can i talk to you right now these all are yes oriented question and when you want people to feel in control when you want people to think they have avoided any kind of a trap you want them to say no so change your questions to no oriented questions and the way to do it so instead of saying can i talk to you say is this a ridiculous time to talk to you instead of saying can you agree to my way of doing it say is it unreasonable for me to ask you to agree on finding a way to work on this together there's one more trick to this use the power of superlatives what do i mean by that instead of saying is this a bad idea replace the word bad with superlatives such as ridiculous blow it out of the proportion is it a ridiculous idea for me to ask you this and you will see people will start opening up saying no it's not a bad idea it's not a ridiculous idea and then they will give you more information or they will invite you you have now received their undivided attention for a brief period of time for you to capitalize on now to summarize replace your yes oriented questions with no oriented ones established as trust before you demand something in this series i have already taught you four skills now mirroring labeling silence and now a no oriented question start practicing and let me know how you are using this skill in your day to day life and in procurement my name is gorov and thank you for watching this episode on hard negotiations i'll come back to you with my next video till then bye welcome everybody to my fourth episode on hard negotiation series in this episode i'm going to teach you how you should deliver a negative or a bad news or how you should make a demand in any negotiation in every negotiation there will be a point where you have to express your demand firmly there could be another scenarios where you know there's negative energy already people are having negative vibes 
during the negotiation itself. So how do you deactivate those negative vibes before you demand something? A really bad way to do it is rip off the bandage and just go for the jugular. Meaning, don't care how the environment is, how bad the negative vibe is, just straight up aggressively say your demand. It never works. It never works. The proper way to do it is allow people to anticipate a bad news, prep them up, soften the blow before you deliver a bad news. In the principle of neuroscience, it's proven that people deal with bad news better if they are warned about it, if, if they prep, if they know it's coming. And that's exactly what we are going to use in this technique. There are certain ways how you can prep people up for uh, negative news or before you make any demand. Some of the ways we have already seen in my labeling video. But this is a step above labeling. An example. Imagine your colleague comes to you who's looking for a time off and you can't really say go for a time off and you have to deny that. As a supervisor, you will be in this situation on an everyday basis. Leaves, salary hikes, project layoff, workloads. The way to deal is start by prepping the other stakeholder by using sentences such as I don't want you to think I don't appreciate you or it's going to sound harsh. It's going to sound I am self-centered. It's going to sound like I'm selfish. These are some of the preparatory statements that you can make before you actually deliver your punchline. It's very effective. Now, my recommendation is just don't stop with one prep line. Layer those prep lines on top of each other with three prep lines, four prep lines. Keep on going, adding them up. What will happen when you will actually do your first one? Say, I know it's going to sound harsh when I say this. You will get an immediate reaction. No, it's not. Go and say that. Or you may get no reaction at all. And it's actually good because if you're getting no reaction, that means you can go further, add one more layer, one more tearing of your label there. It's going to sound harsh what I'm going to say. You probably might think I'm being self-centered. Add one more. You probably might think I'm not being a team member or a team player. What will happen mostly between two to three of these tearing statements or label statements, the other party would say, hold on, just say it or tell me about it already. Now, when you get that reaction, it means the other party is now ready to absorb the bad news. The other party is ready to get and receive the negative news. 
And as I said in the beginning, when you prep the other party up, it's likely they will be relieved or it's likely they will handle it in much more calm and professional manner. So in summary, if you are about to make a demand, use these prepping statements before you actually make the demand. The last, and as I said in all my videos, after you deliver your demand, your punchline, use your silence, use your silence, let that sink in and let other party process it. Don't offer explanation. Again, rewind this video if you haven't understood the concepts, but let me try to summarize this for you. If you have to deliver a bad news, prep the other party using the statements which I told you as an example. If you have to make a demand, prep the other party before you actually make a demand and add silence. My name is Gaurav and I'm loving this hard negotiation series. I hope you're finding these videos useful. Drop your comments and let me know if there are any more examples you would like me to quote in my next video. Till then, thank you for watching my video. I'll see you in the next one.